0: Welcome back, Quick Brain. In this episode, we're going to talk about the neurochemistry of cognitive performance. What is the formula for cognitive success? And in this episode, I have three guest experts that are going to talk to you from everything from mental energy to balancing hormones and neurotransmitters and dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, and a whole lot more. So this is very important. You know this, that what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. And in addition to eating the best brain foods ever, there are certain lifestyle changes that you could do to increase the health of your brain. And so in this episode, our first expert is New York Times bestselling author Dave Asprey. And he's going to talk about the long-term lifestyle changes to increasing mental energy.
2: One of the free things that you can do uh, is avoid light in your bedroom at night. And I don't mean avoid lots of light, I mean avoid any light. And this isn't Headstrong, all the science is behind this, but go through and tape over all of the LEDs in your bedroom, get real blackout curtains. When your bedroom is fully, fully, truly dark, you actually allow your mitochondria to talk to each other with light. And when there's some light in the room, they're blind to each other. The other thing you can add, this is gonna sound terrible, but the science is in Headstrong and it totally works. I did it this morning. When you wake up, take a shower, into the shower, put it on cold. Let it hit your face and chest for just one minute. Now, anyone listening who's never done that is like, Dave, screw you, you're a jerk. And they're also saying, "Uh, I can't do that. Then do it for five seconds. Mm. After four days, You're like, oh, my God, it totally doesn't hurt. In fact, it feels good. What's going on here is the mitochondria in your body are like, we're going to die. Stop that. And then they give you this. And you just tell them, hold still, hold still. And very quickly, they become more resilient. And you become more resilient. And you have more energy all day long for like 30 seconds to a minute of cold water on your face. It's really not very painful except for the first four days. Just get over the hump.
0: I love that because these are simple things you could do that don't cost anything yeah. to be able to do and enter into your life. Our next guest expert is New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Mark Hyman. And he's gonna talk about how to fix a broken brain by balancing out your hormones and optimizing your gut function.
1: Food is the most powerful drug on the planet. I'm not saying it's like a drug, I'm saying it is medicine. Food is medicine, it works faster, better, and cheaper than any drug in days not weeks or months. You can literally upgrade or change your biology with every single bite of food. Why? Because food is not just calories. Food is information. It's like code. It's instructions that literally can upgrade or downgrade your biological software with every single bite. So I encourage you to rethink next time you put something in your mouth, what's the quality of that information that you're using every day, and how is that affecting your health? Now, it's not that complicated. You know, I get paid a lot of money to say really simple things, like eat real food. I said, the food plan is really easy. Leave the food that man made, eat the food that God made. Right? Did God make a Twinkie? No. (laughs) Did God make an avocado? Yeah. It's not that hard. It's something even somebody in kindergarten could understand, right? So eat real food. What you should be eating, you should be eating a diet that's mostly Plant based. And what I mean is, you want by volume most of your plate to be vegetables and it's a little bit of fruit. So, 50 to 75% of your plate by volume. You know, I went out to dinner with Dave Asprey last night. We had lots of vegetables. I had a bowl of spinach. I had a bowl of peppers and mushrooms. I had, uh, I don't know, what else did I have, Dave? <laughs> A lot of other vegetables. Uh, Oh, yeah, we had cucumber salad. We had ginkgo nuts. We had all these plant foods, and we had a little bit of fish. So you can eat most of your diet as plants, but it should be, by calories, probably mostly fat. And good fats, right? Avocados, nuts and seeds, olive oil, coconut butter and oil, omega-3 fats. You know, we want fish for brains, because DHA is one of the most powerful brain healing compounds out there. Most of your brain is made up of fat. And if you don't have fat, you're gonna have trouble with mood, attention, memory, dementia. All these are connected to deficiencies in omega-3 fats, which affect about 98% of Americans. And there's other tricks around fat. MCTL, you've heard of Dave's Brain Octane Oil. That is a powerful upregulator of brain function because it increases mitochondrial function, which are the little energy factories that you're required to produce energy, and your brain uses a lot of energy. And also, lard. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We've actually reduced our lard and butter consumption by over 50%, by half, over the last 50 years, and we've increased our vegetable oil consumption, and that's led to a lot of different problems. Uh, Some scientists at the NIH have talked about the consequences of this extra vegetable oil leading to suicide, homicide, violence. Good protein, you need adequate protein for muscle synthesis, which we'll talk about. And you need uh, also to understand the role of nutrients, because we're all different. And we need the right nutrients. You need a multivitamin, fish oil, vitamin D, some methylating support, probiotics, the basic stuff makes a big difference. And then you need balancing of your hormones, insulin resistance, prediabetes, critical problem, getting out the sugar, eating more fats, Balancing your thyroid, your adrenals, all these things are affecting your brain. Your sex hormones. But you know, I, I, uh, I started eating more fat and my testosterone level doubled because your hormones are related to what your diet is. So at 56, I have testosterone levels of a 20-year-old, which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so insulin resistance is this problem of belly fat. This belly fat is what's driving so much. The bigger your belly, the smaller your brain. Daniel Amen talks about this. You know. When you look at hippocampal volume, the memory center, it goes down as your belly size goes up. So next time you look down, you see something there, you know what's happening to your brain. Inflaming your brain, this is another huge issue. We inflame our brains by all sorts of things, by food sensitivities that we have, by gut flora that's out of balance. So you have to optimize your gut function. You have to look at the major triggers of inflammation, gluten and dairy that are driving so much brain inflammation and brain fog and brain dysfunction. Uh, You know, in 10 days, people get off of these foods and they literally see their brain recover and they realize the things that they thought were a problem really are not because of what their uh, brain is doing, but what their body is doing. You have to optimize your mitochondria, which are these powerful energy sources in your cells that drive your health. And there's a bunch of nutrients that you can use, like CoQ10, like Dave's PQQ, or or niac- niacinamide, di- uh, nicotinamide-diriboside, which is a powerful upregulator of mitochondrial function, or lipoic acid, uh, B vitamins, and so on, and we have a whole list of these nutrients that can upregulate your brain function. You also know to deal with your muscle mass. If you are sarcopenic, which is where you lose muscle and get marbled fat like that on the bottom, this is someone who's the same weight at 63 that they were at 21, and they, have huge problems, their cortisol is high, they're insulin resistant and pre-diabetic, their growth hormone is low, their testosterone is low, and their brain function is poor. So this is a disease of aging, and the best way to fix that is by not only having a diet that's rich in fats and low in sugar, but also high intensity interval training, moving your body, very critical. And then doing all the things you're learning here about how to optimize your brain function, Jim Quick's learning things. But Jim's stuff is gonna work so much better on a brain that's actually working. That's the whole point here, that if you fix your brain by fixing your body first, it's going to be a lot easier to meditate, become conscious, to be awake, to remember, remember what you want to remember, to do the things you want to do. Sleep. Make sure you get enough sleep. Prioritize that. And lastly, you know, focus on those things that, that we know are powerful regulators of brain function. This has been used for thousands of years by monks not to better brain function but to wake up to be connected to their life to be able to be compassionate and loving but it also has great side effects which transforms your brain function in dramatic ways and can grow parts of your brain that are asleep just remember your brain is an organ affected by your body and that by fixing your body you can fix your brain thank you very much
0: so I'm excited to introduce our final guest Radha Agrawal, and she is amazing. She's the founder of Daybreaker. She's best-selling author of the book Belong, and we're gonna talk about how the chemistry of happiness, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, are so critical to be able to tap your next level of productivity, peace of mind, positivity, and performance. Here we go with Radha.
3: The oxytocin you get from the hugging community at the door, the contact high you get from being on a dance floor with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, concerts, you don't get high from being drunk or, or on drugs oftentimes. You're getting high from actually the contact of being around all these other animals, yeah. all these other humans, right? That's actually the real high that we get. And that's why we continue returning to offline experiences. The serotonin you get from feeling a sense of connectedness to the greater whole, that this is bigger than just me, right? We feel Mm -hmm. lonely because we've been pushed and prodded into selfies, into Mm -hmm. how many followers you have, you know, how many people can care about you. But we're the happiest in serotonin, and our serotonin dump is the most.
0: So dopamine is which one then? For so dopamine is a
3: pleasure reward, right? Right, It's getting shit done.
0: And then oxytocin. Oxytocin
3: is the cuddle hormone. The is, connection. The connection is touch. It's okay. actually physical human touch. We Helps cannot survive or that. thrive without it. Americans are the least connected physically on the planet. Quick side, a famous study was done. Um, they studied how many people touch each other in um, the course of a conversation. Americans touch each other upwards of once in a conversation versus wow. Mexicans who touched each other upwards of 180 times in a conversation. Wow! So we're physically starved, and yet we're the number one porn viewer in this country as well, because we we replace our intimacy needs with sex. Anyway, so that's the oxytocin. The serotonin is sense of worth. Sense of I'm connected, sense of worth, gratitude, and this is bigger than me, feeling a part of a collective whole. And then the endorphins you get from runner's high, from the sweat that you get working out, right? That's that's the endorphin rush. So you get that on the dance floor in spades. So that's your dose. And if everyone listening can design their experiences in the office, at home, when they gather friends... When they're throwing an event, any conference that you're throwing, think about how can your attendees release their dose. That level of thought will make your attendees feel a deep connection to the experience. Amazing, and will want to come back.
0: Can we boil it down to like maybe one question? Whether it's for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, sure. what were the question people could ask themselves to be able to? Because you're so you're so creative, right? Thank you're you. a creator people wanted to create more dopamine in their life. What's the yep. question
3: they should be asking? So what are the things that they can check off their lists? What are right. the things that they can create in their community that makes them feel a sense of accomplishment? Perfect. Beach cleanup. Anything that feels like, okay, cool, this is something that I, I can easily do and get done, mm-hmm. is that dopamine rush. And is it, is Just it making the, your bed in the morning, like you talked right. about.
0: Right. Is it like the the accomplishment? Is it how, how important is novelty to dopamine?
3: Novelty is important too, absolutely. At Daybreaker, we have mm-hmm. community members who come over and over again, and it's actually, a, it's a,
0: but it is a new experience. It's
3: a new experience each and every time. Yeah. But we focus more on the kind of the the checking things off your list, the pleasure Perfect. reward.
0: Okay, and um, then the I question is very easy. And then the question to promote more oxytocin. oxytocin
3: is: How are you connecting with your friends? Are you shaking their hand? Hello. Okay. Or are you giving them a hug? Um, and what does the quality of your hug look like? Are you awkward or can you just sink into their arms, right? Like, how can we actually connect with their friends in a more physical way without it being sexual?
0: Fantastic, and then the S?
3: The serotonin is asking yourself what you're grateful for. Three things that you're grateful for.
0: Three things you're grateful yeah. for. Yeah.
3: Um, or the other thing is, how can I be a part of a greater whole that's beyond just me, right? Okay. So this is not just about having a selfie followership, but this is about how can I join and feel like a part of a greater whole.
0: Amazing. And that's the serotonin. And then the endorphins. The
3: endorphins is what are you doing to sweat and release endorphins and release that runner's high or that. um, That's
0: amazing. Yeah, that high. You know, what I'm getting out of this is this we're not human beings, we're not necessarily logical, but we're biological.
3: (laughs) Yes. That's right. And
0: we're not always thinking about the neurochemistry, the things that are going on in our brain that could lead for us to feeling uh, happy, connected.
3: Especially um, in social situations, like, no, you don't think about that. Right. Right? Social situation just feels like, oh, everything's happening so naturally, and it's so organic. And someone said to me the other day, they were like, well, is it weird to write a book where you're prescribing people how to make friends? And I said, no, it's not prescribing people. It's loneliness is clearly an epidemic. I'm just mm. offering a really nice pathway for how to do that, and how to find that.
0: Right. So what would you say to somebody who has that occasional sense of, isolation or even if they're around people, they don't feel connected. and They feel lonely.
3: Right. Well, I think step one is to go inside. So I I talk about in my book the the first half of the book is actually a journey of self-exploration, what I call gentle self-awareness. Okay. Right. When you're gently self-aware, right, you're able to really actually connect to what are your values? What do I care about today? Mm -hmm. What am I interested in? What am I interested in exploring? What am I good at? What can I actually bring to a community? You know, we live in a very take, take, take culture but what, what can we actually contribute? Are you are you good at taking out the trash? Are you good right. at cooking? Are you good at hosting people in a beautiful home like mm-hmm. this one? What are the ways in which you can contribute to your community that feels natural to you, that doesn't feel like a force? Okay, Right, so so these are the types of things that, that, that we always think about when, um, when we're going in is just doing that sort of internal gentle audit not for it to be harsh, but for right. it to be a joyful experience. So that when you go out, there's a level of, ah, cool, I know myself. I get, I get the guardrails of what I need to be happy. And then challenge myself to go out there and, and find those people. And that's what I, it took me three years to find my people. From age 30, where I, I felt a sense of loneliness and isolation. I, I realized I spent my 20s sleepwalking and, and just spending my time drinking beer at bars, watching sports and, and trying to be cool. <laughs> and at 30 years old, waking up and realizing, wait a minute. I feel totally alone I feel like I don't belong and then spent three years really focusing on wait let me figure out who I am first let me stop sort of focusing on what my parents want what the world wants of me what what I think society at large thinks I should do and actually get into who I am as a creative unique individual human being and when that happened everything changed
0: I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode remember that we are not always logical, but we are certainly very biological. And the chemistry of our brain, which is also part of our body, Affects every level of our performance and so I hope you got value out of this episode I invite you to take a screenshot of this show and tag myself at Jim quick and tag Your expert and what I want you to do is please share your big aha from this conversation Which of the experts really connected with you the most and what are you gonna do moving forward? What is one? simple thing you could do moving forward to make progress in this area. I want to thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Want to double your brain speed and memory power?